I believe a cabal of secret societies has controlled the world for 200 plus years, and we get to be alive at a time to see it fall. I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots can have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. This is Rick, your host, and I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. Join us now for the Blessed Teach Show, and let's see what God is doing today. Welcome. Here we are on Sunday, July 9th, 2023. Appreciate you spending some time with us to just worship the Lord as well as learn about His Word. That's why we call this Word in Worship. Um, this is uh, something we just started here, I think, a couple of months ago. Um, we were doing Word in Worship uh, on Friday nights, which we still are doing, uh, but we've expanded into Sunday mornings as a, a lot of people were requesting. Um, didn't have a a remote can't get to church can't find a good church so we decided that we would uh, do word and worship on Sunday as well and so we're going to be going over Daniel 12 uh, chapter 12 that's the final chapter of Daniel we'll finish up the book after today and um, it really brings us a lot into other other uh, verses into Thessalonians into Matthew into Revelation obviously as we talk about the end times and trying to trying to really Simplify the sound though. How does it apply to us today? And where are we in the timeline today? Right? So I've been talking quite a bit about that We'll continue this probably going into the book of Revelation next Because uh, I think there's really some obvious things that show us um, That all these different views on timelines um, It's pretty clear when we come down and looking at what Kim Clement has said about uh, the, the final days as far as uh, the days we're in now what Trump has said what the Anons have said and you mix all that with the, all the prophets the modern day prophets of Amanda Grace and Julie Green and Robin Bullock you start pulling all together and you look at the Word of God from that perspective of, uh, it really makes it a lot easier to interpret in my opinion to exactly where we are at this point in time about ready to go through the great exodus um, the great awakening and then this great harvest before the tribulation, right? So that's the perspective I'm gonna be giving because that matches the prophet, the modern day prophets, Tim Clement, matches what the Anons I've studied for the last six years, what the uh, what Trump's even saying when the best is yet to come. These, This all kind of makes the scriptures very clear to me uh, as, as we're looking through those scriptures. So I think you'll per appreciate at least this perspective. I want you to think for yourself though, obviously. And uh, take and, and study the scriptures yourself, um, and that's what we'll be doing 
and I'll be encouraging you to do it as we do go along in these. With that, let me lift this up to some prayer before we just start. Um, oh, somebody's saying that the picture's wrong. Let me see. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot to do my virtual camera for the backstage people, so that will, I'll get that fixed right now. There we go. Now, now the uh, backstagers can see everything. Thanks, Terry. But anyway, here we are. We are going to be digging into um, Daniel 12. But let me lift it up for prayer. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for this beautiful music that we get to listen to. This uh, this videographer does such an anointed job of uh, putting video with these beautiful songs and uh, having the lyrics that are so easily to read even on a mobile phone. Lord, it's just a great experience. And then having scripture tied to every song. Lord, we just love to worship you. I just love this. Thank you for, for choosing this ministry to be able to do this unique experience with worship. Um, but Lord, I just pray that this time will be in the next 90 minutes or so people will put stuff away and they'll be able to enjoy this next time of just worshiping you and also learning about your word in Daniel 11 and 12. Uh, Lord, as we wrap up this uh, this book, Lord, we decide to get me out of the way. May your spirit and your word to speak to people the truth of what you want them to understand at this point in time. Lord, thank you. And uh, we present all this time to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, so let's get into um, some worship first. I'd love to get our heart right uh, first um, before we start digging into the word. And sometimes it's worshiping him brings its presence here. And then we're able to, tur- I believe, teach and learn better, right? Um, so let's dig into Great Are You, Lord. This is a beautiful song that starts digging into, um, you know, Psalms and Genesis and John, the book of John. So let's look about how some of the scriptures we chose that best represent these words. Great are you, Lord, it starts out with. Right out of Psalm 96, it says, For great is the Lord, and great to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the people are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. It's also talks about, it's your breath in our lungs. And Genesis 2, 7 says, Then the Lord God formed the man out of the dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature. That's what happened to Ezekiel of well 37, where he breathed into the bones, right? And the breathed of life, and it became an exceedingly great army. Beautiful. You give life. You are love. Anyone who does not love God does not know God, because God is love. And this, uh, the fourth thing we emphasize is in this song is you bring light into the darkness. That points to a couple of scriptures. In John, in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in darkness, and darkness comprehended.
All right, uh, got it. Looks like I need to reset my sound uh, for real quick for those in backstage to make sure they get the high quality stereo music. So let me do that real quick. That uh, beautiful stereo and it's a uh, original sound too. So now we're gonna dig into another beautiful song to get our hearts right. And this heart is about always praising the Lord even in bad times, right? And uh, it's interesting when you say we raise a hallelujah, it's a compound word and hallelujah meaning a joyous praise and song. And Yah refers to Yahweh or God. All right, so you put it, put it together and we joyfully praise God in song. So when we say raise a hallelujah, that's what we're doing. Joyfully praise God in song. And right out of Psalm 95, 1, it says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Talks about in the presence of our enemies. All this cabal and this global is trying to take us down. But Psalm 23, 5 says, Hey, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. <laughs> and it says our weapon is a melody, right? It says, love this. It's just like a, the army that goes, uh, that's going out to fight a huge battle in two chronicles. Um, but they put the praise band in front of them. He appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men who had come against Judah so that they were routed. They all help destroy one another, just like they're going to be destroying one another, the cabal is, I believe, here. Then it says, heaven comes to fight for me. It's so true. You shall not fear, for it is the Lord your God.
All right, oh come, let us sing to the Lord, and let's make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Uh, uh, that's uh, what hallelujah really means. It's a beautiful time. So we're going to dig right now into digging into the Word of God on, again, um, Daniel 12. So this is the last chapter of Daniel. We've gone through all the others. So if you go back through my teachings, usually it's on Monday, Thursday, and then on Sunday here is when we're going through these end time teachings of all of Daniel. We're going into Revelation to get you confident and be able to think for yourself and study these scriptures. And it's not really that complex if you take it down. And it, but uh, so I think it's also important to understand different interpretations. And then you can kind of make your own conclusions. My bias is going to be coming from everything I've studied the last six years. From the anons, from what Trump is saying, from what the Kim Clement taught. And then what the modern-day prophets that I follow, Robin Bullock, Amanda Grace, um, what God's telling me, Julie Green. Um, and getting into Daniel 12, we're going to be, she just starts talking about the end times again. But what what is this end times of the second coming and his wrath, right, to the, in moving into the thousand years versus the predecessor to that would be obviously the tribulation. And then is there a rapture before mid or term of, of that? And then is it what's going to happen between now and then, right? Um, that is that is where I really believe we're going to go through the great awakening, which we're going through right now, the great exodus, and then the great harvest before the tribulation. And that's not what everybody believes in the way they interpret that, but I'm going to explain to you why I believe that as I go, and I've been doing that for the last couple of months. And so, again, if you first-time uh, viewer, you can go back and watch a lot of the Blessed Teach shows wherever it says, um, usually I'm teaching right before praise and prayer on Mondays and Thursdays, and again on Fridays. Now, I'm, I'm sorry, on Sunday morning here. Now, Fridays, we have a separate word in worship where we're going through the book of John. I teach with Gus, so uh, join us then as well, kind of a whole different uh, type style of teaching. It's kind of fun to, to teach with Gus from that perspective of him really going deep and relating other scriptures all the time to it. He's got a great mind, and I think you'll enjoy Tuesday, Thursday, um, uh, I'm sorry, Fridays at uh, around 5 p.m. CST is when we go live on the book of John, and we're about halfway through that book of John, so I think you'll enjoy that. So let's get into this. This is the time of the end, is the name of this, of what the ESV people named this chapter. It says that at that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never been since there was a nation till that time. I believe that this is definitely talking about the the, the end times, right? Uh, the very end times, right? Tribulation slash second coming. So, but I'm going to back up a little bit because it says at this time, and we went over chapter 11 last week, um, or last time I taught, I believe that may have been... Um, on a Wednesday, it was kind of a special occasion because of the holidays, right? Um, but I want to go over the last two paragraphs again because I believe this, uh, a lot of these prophecies have double meanings, if you will. It's talking about the, some type of history that's coming along right away and also, also the end times. And there's very good reasons why that uh, is believed. And there's a lot of, there are some people that teach that are called pretists that teach that basically everything in Revelation's already happened and we're already in the thousand years of, of, of Christ and it's not really a thousand years, it's just a period of time. Um, I, I believe that it's just an untenable position completely, right? If you just really read Revelation and you start chapter 6, it's clear about the what's going to happen 
with, with, with the seals and the trumpets and the, and the bowls. And, that, and each one of those, I, I, I'm fully convinced, is in the future. Okay? A lot of people are trying to say that we're in this seal's been opened, this seal's been opened. But uh, I think as we go through Revelation over these next uh, month, a few months going forward, I think you'll really get a good feel for why. Okay, There's so much to know and so many cool things to learn. So let's dig into this. This is, this is remember, we're, we've been talking about this is when you had the, the, the Ptolemy empire you had Alexander the great broken into four pieces the two bit the two kings that ended up coming after alexander the great um uh, and this this is all the way in um 227 bc type thing and daniel 11 is talking about all these wars between the seleucid king and, and the kings if you will because it's like uh, you have seleucus 2 and seleucus 3 and ptolemy 3 and, and antiquus the third and all the but they're just fighting right between and so Israel's right in the middle of it. And you have the Seleucid kings fighting, uh, this king of the north fighting the king of the south. And so this whole chapter 11 is one of the most detailed prophecies in all the Bible. We studied that in detail Wednesday. Uh, but I wanted to kind of go over why this flips to the most likely the end times versus the time of Epiphanes, who was this evil Seleucid king who destroyed the temple put pigs on the temple, started doing sacrifices to Zeus, killed many, many, many um, Israelis. And many people think that chapter 11 is only talking about that period and not the period in the future. But I don't think that's the case, and you'll see why here as we dig into it. So here we are, again, back to chapter 11 that sets up the chapter 12. And the king shall do as he wills. This is the first reason, is that eventually this Seleucid king, um, Epiphanes, was taken over by Rome, and he died, and he died not not the way this says that he, that he died, right? So, and it's so precise all the f- the first thirty five verses of this that map to exact history. It's just amazing. It's just a, a huge, um, I guess, uh, just evidence of the of the reliability of the Bible and the supernatural part of the Bible, right? Is these prophecies that came true that were clearly written beforehand and clearly show wow exactly what's going to happen. But now it's flipping over to where, okay, all these terrible things happened. But now, as the king shall do as he wills, well, he obviously didn't because he was killed in a minor battle with Persia. Epiphanes was, and Roman and Rome overtook took the Seleucid Empire, right? So this is why we think that this is probably talking about the Antichrist now. Uh, one of the many reasons. He shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god and shall speak astonishing things against the god of gods. He shall prosper till the indignation is accomplished for what is decreed shall be done. He shall pay no attention to the gods of his fathers or to the the one beloved by women. So right there, he, he, he did Zeus, the god Zeus. So that was the god of his father. So this is, this is why most people think this is now flipping over to the Antichrist. The Antichrist isn't going to care about any gods at all. He's going to set himself up as God, right? And he's not going to be doing anything to Zeus. He shall not pay attention to any other God, for he shall magnify himself above all. He shall honor the God of fortresses instead of these. Now, Epiphanes did claim he was God, right? But uh, he again, he, he was doing sacrifices to Zeus. He shall honor the God of fortresses instead of these. 
And uh, that's not what Epiphanes did, right? A God whom his fathers did not know, he shall honor with gold and silver, with precious stones and costly gifts. He shall deal with the strongest fortresses to help of a foreign God. And so this is talking about this northern king. So it's talked about multiple northern kings and southern kings, the king of the north and king of the south over time. This whole chapter went into it. Now, that's why many believe there's going to be this king of the north and king of the south in the end times. That's going to come and, and fight right in between Israel again, right? Those who acknowledge him, he shall load with honor. He shall make them rulers over many and shall divide the land for a price. Now, before 1948, everybody was thinking, well, this is probably epiphanies. It kind of doesn't fit real well, but um, Israel doesn't exist anymore. So how could this happen? Well, then 1948, Israel becomes a nation. So now this could be fulfilled in future time frame. That's why you got to be careful when we interpret things. Understand that God is a big God. His ways are higher than our ways, right? He's, uh, uh, he thinks differently than we think. And he's got mysteries there for us. And I believe those mysteries are there. So we do search the scriptures, right? If he just spelled it out, uh, number one, Satan and the minions and the enemies wouldn't know exactly what he's going to do in the exact timing, obviously. God doesn't do that, but he puts his mysteries not only to confuse the enemy, but also to make sure we're studying his word. At that time of the end, the king of the south shall attack him, but the king of the north shall rush upon him like a whirlwind with chariots and horsemen and with many ships, and he shall come into the countries and he shall overflow and pass through. He shall come into the glorious land and tens and thousands shall fall, but these shall be delivered out of the hand, Edom, Moab, and the main parts of the Ammonites. He shall stretch out his hand against the countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape. He shall become ruler in the treasures of gold and silver, and the precious things of Egypt, and the Libyans and the Cushites shall follow in his train. But news from the east and the north shall alarm him, and he shall go out with a fury to destroy and devote many to destruction. And he shall pitch his palatal tents between the sea and the glorious holy mountain, yet he shall come to his end with none to help him. And it's a glorious holy mountain. It's almost always the Temple Mount it's talking about. And most people just think that the that if you really start getting the detail of this, this is talking maybe a little bit about Epiphanes, but it's really looking at the future, um, such as in other scriptures, such as 2 Thessalonians, which is where, where you have, let, let, no, let no one deceive you in any way. For that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed the son of destruction who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called god or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of god proclaiming himself to be god so obviously we see the parallel of them proclaiming himself to be god this is 2 thessalonians 2 3 through 4 very very similar to what we see in daniel 11. again this is clearly pointing to the antichrist here it's the man of lawlessness is revealed as the son of destruction right when uh, but again this also points to give us a clue about where we are today because it says let one, no one deceive you in any way for that day will not come unless this rebellion comes first now pretest tried to say that this was past stuff too it doesn't make much sense at all to me at all that's why I'm just saying that uh, understand there is a pretest view that all of revelations already happened and we're in a thousand years of Christ. Again, I think that's very extremely untenable for about 50 reasons, <laughs> which we'll, which we've been talking about and we'll get into later. This is clearly telling, in, in my opinion, um, that 
let no one deceive you in any way. That's This is Paul telling us in the book, Two Thessalonians. For that day will not come. He's talking about the final wrath of God, right? The second coming. Unless the rebellion comes first, the man of lawlessness. So we haven't seen this man of lawlessness yet. We're not in the tribulation period. Um, and so that just shows you that we have some time to get things ready, right? <laughs> and that's what I've been talking about for the last few months is that this is the time for the great harvest, guys. That's going to ha happen before the tribulation. There's going to be another great harvest at the end, obviously. But we're going to have a time for our, in our time, um, for this great harvest. It's going to be an exciting time. It's also Revelation 3, 5, or 8 talks about this time period, the tribulation period. And the beast was given a mouth uttering haughty and blasphemous words. And it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months, which is exactly three and a half years. We've always talked about this, right? It opened its mouth into utter blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling. That's very similar wording to what we just read in, in Daniel 11 again. That is who dwell in heaven also it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them that's very similar wording to chapter 11 too and authority was given it to over every tribe and and people and language and nation and this is that horrible three and a half year period that we're going to have after this after they sacrifice something on the on the probably the third temple right and uh, they he kind of does what Antich uh, uh, um, epiphanies did the antichrist is going to do the same thing but it's going to be even worse than what it was with epiphanies and he who dwells on earth will worship it. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the lamb who was slain. So this is talking about that tribulation, the last three and a half years of that tribulation, right? And we'll read about that in, in chapter 12 here as we move forward. Uh, but I wanted to just point you guys to the point that this, uh, the, the back end of chapter 11 it's not talking about just the history right after Daniel, but it's talking about the end times and the Antichrist. Most people believe and as well as I do, okay? And it's a kind of sets up a, the perfect alignment of everything I've learned and I'm trying to show you guys that we need to prepare to be huge evangelists in the harvest coming forward. But we first need to use our authority to call down this globalist cabal, right? That is a, kind of the main message I've been been uh, 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 talking about and backing that up with scripture. Now let's get into Daniel uh, 12. We read through this first part where Michael, the, the great prince who was in charge of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never been since there was a nation at the time. So this is just continuing to me then from chapter 11, talking about the end times and the Antichrist. But that time your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. Clearly talking about that same time, right? So this is just because it's a different chapter. This is clearly just a continuing. So it's just more evidence that that chapter 11 is talking about the future. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. So obviously talking about... Um, when when we the great white throne judgment and all of a sudden we are some going to to, to life and some going to, to, to some going to heaven some going to hell right and those who are wise shall shine like brightness of the sky above and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever but you Daniel shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end many shall run to and fro fro and knowledge shall increase. And so uh, this is interesting. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. So we're not talking about the end times here. So boy, is that happening now, right? 
is that the travel is so much easier now than it was when we were on horse horseback and buggies, right? <laughs> or, um, and so we now have airplanes and, you know, even there's talk about the even, even this, this, these underground tunnels where there's mag trains and all this stuff. But we know that people are going to and fro way easier than what it used to be. And uh, knowledge shall increase. And then this has even new meaning when we look at artificial intelligence, AI, right? So uh, this is, we're clearly approaching the end times. Uh, and I think nobody could, would argue with that, right? Um, but I think we have, a, again, a point in time we can do some amazing things before that. Then I, then I Daniel, looked, and behold, two other stood, one on his, this bank of the stream and one on the bank of the stream. So he's at this Tigris River, I believe, and, you know, from previous visions, and he's got, the, he's, he sees these, basically, I think they're two angels um, on, this, on the one side and one on the other side of the, of, of the, of the river. And someone said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the stream. So this is a man in linen. So this is probably a higher ranking angel or maybe even Jesus. How long shall it be till the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the stream. He raised his right hand and his left hand toward heaven and swore by him who lives forever that it would be for a time, time, times and a half. Uh, so before a time, times and half a time. And that's when the shattering of the power of the holy people come to an end. All these things will be finished. Now, obviously, this is why many people think that this is a, this is a higher ranking angel. That's the man in linen because he's swearing by Jesus, basically. Uh, because he's raised, raised his right hand and his left hand. And he swears by him who lives forever. Right? And then here, here's this times, times and a half, which you which, which he's looking at. Um, most people are counting that to be that three and a half years, right? So all this kind of comes together from Daniel to Revelation to what Thessalonians is talking about. And these different prophets and different errors talking about the same thing. I heard it, but I did not understand. Then I said, oh, my Lord, what shall be the outcome of these things? He said, go your way, Daniel, for these words are shut up and sealed until the end of time, until the time of the end. Many shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined, but the wicked shall act wickedly. Boy, are we seeing that now, aren't we? And none of the wicked shall understand, but those who are wise shall understand. And from the time that the regular burnt offering is taken away, so we, this is right at that three and a half year period is when this happens, when the Antichrist will do this, is taken away. And the abomination that makes desolation is set up. There shall be 1,290 days. If you just look at that and divide that in, you'll see, and then again, there's different, there's a 365 day year, there's a, the, the, the Jewish year, it's a little different, but this is a little over, a little, a little over uh, three and a half years, right? Blessed is he who waits and arrives at the 1,335 days. Again, not many, it's only 45 days different there. And so again, depending on what calendar you're using, comes really close to the three and a half years again. But go your way, till the end and you shall rest and shall stand in your allotted place at the end of these days now revelation talks about 42 months which is exactly three and a half years in our calendar now right and well it, it, depending on what calendar he's talking about it, it could be how many days that is is, is arguable right um but daniel's talking about there's these 45 days difference here 
So the, the three and a half is, is not going to be exact, potentially, right? So that's what, again, this mystery searching out, trying to figure this out. But again, I want to just read chat, uh, verse 11 again here. It says, and from the time of the regular burnt offering is taken away, and the abomination that makes desolate is set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is the one who waits and arrives at the 1335 days. So to me, this is the first three and a half years, and this is the last three and a half years, right? But go your way till the end, and you shall rest and shall stand in your allotted place at the end of the days. So I believe we have allotted places for us at the end of the days. Uh, it's going to be be uh, a glorious win for the for Christ in the battle of Armageddon. I'm going to talk a little bit more about some of that and relate some of this to other things you can go study on your own after we worship a few to a few more songs um, and that's where we're going to get into your grace is enough um, this is something as uh, kind of a theme of today is that we're going through hard times many of us right now especially the globalists trying to destroy us they've made our lives miserable but you know what we have a god that has massive grace and his grace is enough so my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness Despite everything that's going on, great is his faithfulness, right? Great is your faithfulness. You lead us by still waters. So if we're just really close to the Lord, we're going to have that peace that transcends all understanding, right? And Lamentations 3.23 says, His mercies never come to an end. You are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. We can wake up with that attitude. And it says, remember your people. Remember your promise. Psalm 119, 49 through 50 says, Remember your promise to me. It's my only hope. You pro your promise revives me. It comforts me in all my troubles. <laughs> That's the way I believe that we need to be living our life right now. And it's making sure we have that hope of the Lord, right? Great is your love and justice, God. For great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Psalm 57, 10. And the last part is Isaiah 30, 18, where it says, For the Lord...
All right, backstagers, let me know how your sound is. It looks like it sounds good on Rumble and Facebook, and just uh, I can keep adjusting things and get it perfect. By the way, you could be backstage as well. Once I get that linked, it's perfect stereo um, with original sound. Um, so that's that's beautiful here. Okay, good. Elizabeth's got that fixed, it looks like. So let me know, backstagers, how that's working for you now. Um, you just go to blessedteach.com and go to backstage tab. That what's was $17.76 a month for years. All the value you'll see on the page is now a pay-forward model. You can come on for free. We'd love for you to join us backstage here on Zoom at times that you can. Uh, we go live pretty much six days a week, so we'd love to have you back here and all kinds of other activities. Go look at the backstage tab on blessedteach.com. That's where you can sign up for show notes. You get everything I have as well. So let's dig into this next song about our God. And it says, Our God is greater, is stronger, is higher than any other. For I know that the Lord is great and that our Lord is above all gods. Psalm 135.5 God is higher than anything and anyone, outshining everything you can see in the skies. Who can compare with God? That's Psalm 139.4-5. through second part ver, lyric in this song that we emphasize it says if God is for us then who can ever stop us what can stand against us <laughs> right Romans 131 if God is for us who can be against us and that's what's happening right now right this cabal he's laughing at this cabal this global cabal by the way guys out of Psalm 2 you can read it right there <laughs> he's laughing at him um, three water you turn into wine open the eyes of the blind John 10, 38 says, Even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. He's just making it very clear. There's no one like you, none like you. There's none like you among the gods, O Lord. No are there any works like yours. Right? Psalm 86, 8. So if you're worshiping with me,
Alright, I'm going to get into a little bit more teaching here. That'll um, expand a little bit on what we just read about in chapters 11 and 12 of Daniel. And I'm really excited. I've been studying Revelation here lately too, just with the what he said to the seven churches and one through three and four. It's really clearly some of this points exactly to the time I believe we're in now. And uh, all the evidence um, kind of just mounts up as he's been looking at Psalm 2 and Isaiah 61 and then uh, what we just read about in 2 Thessalonians and that uh, there's going to be a lot that needs to be done and we talked about Joshua.net right where it shows all the people groups we haven't reached yet so these are all things I want to make sure that uh, you're researching for yourself right but if you go to Josh uh, Joshuaproject.net this is it right so clearly we have to reach every people group and if you look at their study they update this constantly um, we have we've we have not reached 3.4 billion people 42 percent right 0.5 uh, percent of the population and also 42.3 percent some people think it's just this little group of 100 people or whatever but the people groups and they, you'll see their definition of who's reached and reached but uh, but there's 17,442 different type of people groups um, and that uh, we've we've reached a little a little over 10,000 of them but 7,385 people groups we have not reached yet for their gospel so you can go look at the this is very detailed you can go see their whole methodology how they figure this out what uh, you can actually have a, a mobile app on it and you can really understand where we have and have not um, preached the gospel to these different people groups so that hopefully should set the stage of where we are now and the work we have to do and why the great, uh, what, I'm about to call, what I'm calling the great harvest before the tribulation, right, is going to happen in our time frame, I believe, here in a very short term. And we have very little time to get ready. So now is the time to prepare for that, right? Um, some other verses I want to talk to you a little bit about, about here, like uh, this this is Jesus when he's talking about the end times here too in Revelation 16, 13 through 16. That kind of matches back to what we were reading in chapter 12, chapter 11, also in Thessalonians, right? But here in Revelation 16, verses 13 through 16, we see, I and I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits like frogs. For they are demonic spirits performing signs who go abroad to the kings of the whole world to assemble them for battle on the great day of God Almighty. And that's talking about Armageddon here, right? And Jesus himself says, Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on, that he may not go about naked and be seen exposed. And they assembled them at that place in the Hebrew is called Armageddon. Now we're going to study this from chapter Revelation chapter 1 all the way to the end of Revelation um, that I think you'll really enjoy um, because we'll put practical meaning and how it come, comes back to today, how the church is, um, for instance, and what it means today. So I think you'll enjoy that. But I just want to let you know that there's no question that we need to always stay awake and be expecting the second coming of Christ at any point in time. Right? So make sure your heart is right, all that type of stuff. But when when I, I believe he wants us to use wisdom and, and, and teach what we need to be preparing for in our short term. I really believe that is this great awakening, great exodus, and great harvest before the tribulation. 
and and uh, we have a lot of work to do to evangelize that's why we created a new platform called neighborhood.social so i recommend um, if you don't want to be isolated and really want to prepare for these times ahead come to and be engaged with other christian patriots in unity it's going to be beautiful um, and uh, again with the spirit of peace we need to be working together as ephesians talks about and um, again what you do is you just go to neighborhood.social you can also download it on your on your, on your phone again it's just like facebook but it is going to not have the progressive censorship right it's neighborhood.social it's for us as christians to become impactors right and so you can share just like a feed here like you normally would but it has groups associated as well so i'd really ask you to join the neighborhood neighborhood.social and come be part of a family of believers that are awake and understand what times we're going into preparing for the great harvest pray for all these hurting people coming to these groups if you go to the groups you'll find a lot of active zoom groups you can meet with outside of the times we're together backstage on zoom right everything's recorded by the way so um uh on, on the on the backstage zoom so if you can't be here live not a big problem you can see it if you have a backstage pass you can actually see that as well so come come to backstage so you go to blessedteach.com you will be able to see the neighborhood links to the neighborhood links to the show notes links to the backstage links to the training everything's there at blessedteach.com um, that is uh, blessedteach.com right here you can see and there'll be a menu to go to backstage the neighborhood and training um, there's also a store of, of patriot companies um, that you might enjoy um, come, come to blessedteach.com and on the, on the front pages here, here's where you get the show notes if you want these notes they'll come out tuesday morning for the sunday show um, also the friday night show um, the, those show notes all come out on tuesday morning so make sure you're there so tuesday through friday you'll get notes from the previous days right um, all that at blessedtoteach.com blessed with the number two teach.com um, so that's that's what we, that's what jesus did talks talks a little bit on in revelation uh, 16 where we see the final battle of armageddon start to happen we'll obviously teach a lot more on this but i'm just kind of relating that back to some of the wording in daniel 11 and 12 here in zacharias 12 we see behold i am about to make jerusalem a cup of staggering to all the surrounded peoples the siege of jerusalem will also be against judah on that day i will make jerusalem a heavy stone for all the peoples all who lift it will surely hurt themselves and all the nations of the earth will gather against it so this is one reason i was so excited to finally do a dream trip to israel um, just last month because i really wanted to, to really understand all this and this this zechariah and, and some other scriptures show us that this final battle and even really everything on earth is going to be centered around this little area of israel right and the holy the holy lands and so it's amazing and i'm about to make jerusalem a cup of staggering to all the surrounding peoples right in, in, right in zechariah 12 and we, we obviously see armageddon's going to happen right that day i saw the valley of armageddon i went and visited at the top of mount carmel looking over the valley of armageddon um it's just an in, really interesting but the coming day of the lord here in zechariah 14 also that's about behold the day is coming for the lord when the spoil taken from you will be divided in your midst for I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle. Again, talking about this whole Jerusalem is a big deal. Hence, <laughs> in, in history and understanding it. So I would encourage you to maybe study some of this yourself. I think you'll really enjoy it. 
I'll have all the links to here. And I'm also going to show you some other great articles that talk about um, topics that I just enjoyed uh, um, learning about over this last week. And I'm going to point you to as well. Like here is uh, Matthew 24. 21 through 22 where Jesus is talking about the end times too. It says, For then there will be great tribulation such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now, no and never will be. And if you guys, guys just go read Revelation 6 on, you'll see that that is horrible place for people to think that that's already happened just kind of shocks me, right? Um, because this is going to be, I mean, the, the, the first few seals literally affect like fourth of the of the of the world right it could be like 25 of percent of the world um being affected in a really bad way most most dying and then another third of the world comes in with the with with those first seals so i think it's clearly we're going to show that as we teach it that 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 that, that has not yet happened right and uh, all these people groups have not been reached so all these things need to happen and uh, we have a beautiful chance to deny the timeline of the enemy right now that's trying to bring us into tribulation early. And that's what almost all the prophets are talking about, right? And we have a chance to deny that timeline, take authority over the earth, take possessions of the lands, and have a great harvest in stadiums. And uh, uh, it's going to be exciting times. New, uh, new cities, I believe. Uh, even Trump's talking about new cities, right? Crazy things are going to be happening, but the, this is before the tribulation. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. And that's the three and a half years, because that's, that, that's uh, talked about in several other places, I believe. So again, uh, it's interesting to see when you look at Thessalonians and Matthew and um, look at Zacharias and look at Daniel. This all stuff starts to tie together um, and come back to right to Revelation. And I think that is, and obviously Daniel 2, which we studied with the statue, and all Daniel, Daniel 7 and 8 as well, all pointing, um, there's always, a, all, all those have an end part talking about this second coming of Christ. So the question is, is what is going to happen in our time frame right now, especially over the present time of what God wants us to be, our mindset to be. And that's why I think studying this stuff is very important. There's some great articles that I found in this, uh, I think it's like life, life, hope, truth. So you'll get this in the in the, uh, in the in the in the actual show notes if you want to dig deeper into this. Right, the King of the North here, a whole article on that, which I thought was really well done. Uh, there's there's a whole thing on the Middle East conflict, and you know from a biblical perspective and where we are now, the culture wars, uh, this is some great things. He talked about the 12 tribes of Israel and where they are today. It's really interesting. He takes those 10 lost tribes because obviously you have most of the people that returned to Judah are Jews from Judah, which was the southern kingdom, right? And since hundreds of years before you had um, Israel, the 10 tribes get lost, if you will, because they were taken uh, by Assyria and they went all over the place. This tracks them all the way back to the English-speaking countries of the, of British and America and Canada and the English-speaking world. Uh, so I was kind of shocked about that, but interesting to see that we might be, uh, many people, that, of course, I know this is an international broadcast going all over, but many of us in, uh, that listen are primarily in Canada and U.S., Australia, etc. Those, those are supposedly potentially the 
many of the ten tribes of Israel going there. You'll be able to see their evidence and what they did there. And then we got this, what is Jacob's trouble in end time prophecy? I'm just pointing this to you as just other resources you can go dig into. I, I thought this was very intriguing stuff that you will you will all get. So again, and I'll have a link to the Joshua Project. Again, it's joshuaproject.net. Those of you who want to look at it before the notes come out on Tuesday morning. Um, but that's the teaching I had for you guys today. I wanted to just dig into chapter 11, 12. We finished Daniel. We're going to be going into Revelation. Again, Monday we'll start digging in, uh, most likely tomorrow night, into Revelation 1. And uh, I believe, I believe, I, I've sure enjoyed it. I, I talk about the term blessed to teach, right? That means that when I go teach, I have to prepare and I learn so much. And that learning is a blessing to me personally, right? That's where this whole name came from. And I think you guys can find that same thing as you guys learn and, and you guys decide to try to teach it to anybody else, right? Your kids or to your friends or you just, or you're maybe even on this platform, we have teachers that teach on Wednesday nights and sometimes rotate teachers or you're t- create your own group and you're teaching. You're going to be blessed like mad because you're going to learn it so well. So <laughs> that's why I invite you to come and join our ministry and then you can become blessed to teach, right? Because <laughs> you will be blessed as you're teaching um, no matter what, uh, how small of an audience is or it's your own group that you've created, etc. Hope that makes sense. With that, we're going to worship a little bit more. Then I'm going to open it up to any questions that backstagers have or you have. So if you have any questions or you have any thoughts about Daniel 11 or Daniel 12 or anything I've talked about, we can have a quick discussion on that. But I wanted to dig in to just a little bit more um, worshiping. I'm going to do a couple of songs here. This is Shout to the Lord. Um, Psalm 47.1 says, Clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. If we can get our um, mindset down to some of what these songs are talking about, oof, I believe we can learn the word better because we know the heart of God, right, as we're praising Him. That's why we do word and worship. And then we do praise and prayer before we're praying. We're actually worshiping too, where His presence falls on us. Um, Mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name. Psalm 66, 4 says, All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. And Philippians 2, 10 says, So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Interesting. My comfort, my shelter. We'll talk about some other verses here in our teaching coming up. Um, Psalm 91.1, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And this fourth verse emphasizes on this song is, tower and refuge of strength. Lead me, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. Psalm 61.2 and 3. Ooh, he's our comforter, he's our tower and refuge of
compares to the promise I have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, we're going to go to one more song here, and then we're going to just open it up to any discussion. So type in Rumble or Facebook um, any question you have, or come backstage here and uh, ask it live. <laughs> so if any backstagers like to share anything after the song, let me know. Otherwise, we'll just move on to. We are going to end with uh, our newest song that we just uh, that we just finished. So that's what we'll finish up to, to today with. Uh, most of you probably have not heard that. So let's dig into this song. This is "Bless the Lord." That or sometimes it's called Ten Thousand Reasons." It's another part of this. It's "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name." Psalm one o three one. You are rich in love and slow to anger. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. His name, one three. Your name is great. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is great in might. Jeremiah ten six. Talk about sing like never before, O my soul. Worship His holy name. Psalm thirty four says, Sing praises to the Lord, O you His saints, and give thanks to His holy name. Let's worship to this beautiful song.
praise the Lord, O you saints, and give him thanks to his holy name. Psalm 34. Mads love uh, being able to go back to scripture with all these beautiful worship videos. Those of you on the podcast might at one point in time try to get to Rumble or get to uh, Facebook or to Clout Hub, many, many platforms. We go to BitChute, um, also to Brighteon TV, many, many places, but get to see the video. If you're on the podcast, uh, I think you'll enjoy uh, some of these beautiful worship videos. I just want to invite anybody that has a question or wants to discuss maybe how uh, the book of Daniel affected you or if you have any questions about it, we can dig into those at the end of these broadcasts. It doesn't look like there's a lot of activity right now, but I uh, wanted to just always open that up. That's one of the beautiful parts about having you back here on Zoom. So again, we do have a lot of discussions on Mondays and Thursdays um, uh, on praise and prayer as everybody's giving their testimonies. Uh, their praise reports, and then we lift you up in prayer. So we really would like you to join us. We'll be doing communion next week. We'll try to do this uh, at least once or twice a month uh, with communion as well on Sunday mornings. But uh, if you really want your prayers to be lifted up live, um, make sure you're on the Monday after the show or Thursday after the show during what we call praise and prayer. I think you'll really enjoy that. But get become part of this mystery. I think you will love and enjoy it and not being isolated and again they're doing that really two primary ways number one is coming backstage there's a lot of benefits you can have access to the searchy tool for for your prophecy research you can um, just engage with all our activities that we have backstage and then we really house ourselves and communicate on a regular day-by-day basis in the neighborhood you got a link there all this all these links for both of those will be on blessedteach.com blessed with the number two teach.com so just go there you'll see the neighborhood You'll see the backstage. You'll be able to sign up for the free show notes of everything I show you, not only on my teachings here, but also when I do my shows of news, right? Getting you updated on what the globalists are doing and how we're counteracting it and how the news relates to all that. So uh, it's been a really great five or six year run for me to, to enjoy this. We're moving to a whole new studio here in the next few weeks as well, which will. I think you guys will enjoy some of the new effects and refresh the show. It's looked the same pretty much for the last four years. We're going to um, update this, and I think you'll enjoy that as well. But um, again, go to blessedteach.com. Visit there if you have never done it. It's blessed with the number two, teach.com. Look at the neighborhood. Look at the store. Look at the training. We have an impactor for truth training that is um, uh, real special as it helps people. You red pill your friends, bond with your friends understand how you can clearly and easily um, defend the reliability of the Bible and share the gospel. But most importantly, the last part of that course is to understand what your calling is, understand your spiritual gifts, understand how, what God's called you to do for such a time as this. That's all in the training tab of blessedteach.com, becoming an impactor for truth. So those are kind of the announcements I just wanted to make sure that we had. And we're gonna play, I'm gonna wrap this up tonight, uh, this morning. Um, with uh, our newest song. This is called House of the Lord. And um, again, it just came out a, a few weeks ago. Um, a beautiful song, but um, and what's more important is the detachment to scripture and that, uh, that, that really emphasized the lyrics as well as this beautiful video that the videographer put together. I think you'll enjoy this song. This is House of the Lord. Again, pointing to scripture all over the place. It says, there's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. 
Psalm 16:11 says, "You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy." So I want to leave you with today is, a, is, is His presence of the fullness of joy, right? 1 Corinthians 6:19 says, "Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God?" So let's think about that. God is with you, and that's that fullness of joy. It says uh, the second verse uh, or lyric that we emphasize in this song is, We worship the God who was and is and evermore will be. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. This is about being joyful. Revelation 4, it says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And in Psalm 151-2 says, Praise the Lord in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds according to his excellent greatness. That's out of Psalms 150. The last thing we emphasize is he hung upon that cross, the God who heals and saves and rose up from the grave. That third thing is...
Romans 6, 1. All right, we're going to uh, wrap that up now. I just wanted to uh, read a few comments here. It was kind of fun just to see how many people are um, international here. Right? We got Elizabeth uh, from Australia, got Annette from Sweden here. Um, and then I was looking over this and it was like, hi from Florida, said some people. With this. Hi from Costa Rica, hi from Scotland. So Jane from Scotland, Marianne from Costa Rica. It's just really awesome to see the international audience. So, so we welcome you here. And again, uh, join us. That's a, kind of a, basically a remote uh, way to uh, just do word and worship and praise and prayer four days a week, as well as just get, again, not isolated and connected with your Christian patriot family, right, uh, worldwide. Uh, so join us on neighborhood.social. Um, you can find all this at blessedteach.com. They'll bless with the number two teach.com. Love to have you guys there. You'll find a way you can get the show notes signed up for the show notes as well as go come backstage, go to the neighborhood, get trained. Um, look at all the stores that support this ministry as well at the, at the store there. I think you'll enjoy it um, by going to blessedteach.com on a regular basis. Um, we love you all. And with that, um, I'm going to ask the backstagers to unmute and just say goodbye. Thank you, Annette, for being here on camera the entire time. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A pleasure. Thank right. you, Rick. God, God bless. God bless. Thank you, God bless. God bless. All right. We love you all. We'll talk to you soon. Yes. See you Monday night on Praise and Prayer. Bye.